Hey there, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and this is episode number 41. My guest today is Shalon Ironroad, a military wife, a mom of three, business consultant, and the author of The Tale of Little Tree, a fable about courage. And as women, we all have a tendency to undervalue who we are and not really play to our strengths. In this episode, Shalon opens up about the journey she has been on to be fully present in her life, not only as an entrepreneur, but also as a mother. Shalon gives us practical insight on how to focus on who we are instead of what we do, because that is how we can bring our unique gifts to the world. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share real stories of influential women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, Andrea Crisp, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Did you know that your biggest weakness is also your greatest asset? And when you learn how to leverage your assets, you will have the freedom to offer your gifts to the world. And maybe you feel like you're playing small, not able to leverage your unique abilities. So let's set aside 30 minutes to have a strategy session and we can chat about how you can start to live your full purpose and potential. To set up a time, connect with me at andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule. I think one of the biggest benefits about being the host of the Courage Cast is meeting the women that I get to meet. And I'm really excited again to share with you another amazing guest. Today, we have the author of Tale of Little Tree, A Fable of Courage. She is a military wife, a mom, a business consultant, but more than that, she just shares right from her heart and she radiates such joy. And so I'm really excited to introduce to you Shalon Ironroad. Shalon, I am so thankful that you are on the Courage Cast, joining me all the way from Arlington, Virginia. Welcome. Thank you so much for agreeing to be part of the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk with you. I love what you do. And uh, yeah, let's let's do this thing. Yeah. And I, I love when I can meet like-minded women and it doesn't really matter where people are in the world when you seem to connect on something. It's like there is a synergy that you can have with one another. And although we have only first chatted just today, <laughs> this is our first time actually meeting. It's kind of like, it's nice. It's like, it's like meeting a new friend and being like, okay, is she going to like me? Is this going to go well? And so I'm super excited that you're here. So why don't you go ahead yeah. and just tell us a little bit about who you are and okay. who you serve and what you're passionate about. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me again. This is really exciting. Um, so yeah, like you said, my name is Shalon Ironroad. I am a business consultant, uh, by day Mm -hmm. (laughs) while my kids are at school and, um, a mom and student and author, uh, in the other moments. Uh, I also love to sing. So I do a lot of things. There's a lot going on, but, um, I just overall, I'm here to help people shine better. (laughs) That's my why. Um, So in my business services, that's what we focus on with my kids. That's what I focus on with them. My book, um, I wrote a book called The Tale of Little Tree, A Fable About Courage. And that's what that's about as well. So yeah, overall, I'm just, I'm here to hopefully uh, 
help people shine better. Well, <laughs> That's I, my goal for this interview too. <laughs> I love that you wrote a book. Um, I, we chatted about that before and I've also written a book and I love the title of your book. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why you wrote it and what inspired it? Yeah. Um, so I wrote it in a time in my life where I didn't have courage. Um, I was starting to and going through uh, the fears and struggles of starting my own business. This was in 2010. Um, and I had a lot of things pop up in my life. I felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me pretty much um, in a couple of areas in my life right at the same time. Um, and we were starving students. We lived in North Dakota. Um, I had one little boy at the time. And um, our, our activity of choice was to go to the library because it was free. And I could pick as many things as I wanted without paying for it with money. And so I was in a, a habit of going to the library with him and just wandering the aisles and pulling out whatever book called out to me. It was kind of a crazy experience. But um, I just felt really inspired to pull out this one book and it was on, I can't remember what it was on, micro lending for uh, new businesses, it, like across the world. It was like this crazy random book. But in the introduction, it shared a principle that changed my life. And it was how bonsai trees are formed. Bonsai trees are those little miniature trees, right? The, the teeny tiny ones that look exactly like a big one, but just in a little pot. So I had always seen those kind of trees and thought that they came from special little seeds, right? Like little miniature seeds. But what I found out in this book was actually no, like these bonsai trees come from the same exact seeds that the full-size trees come from. And the thing that keeps them small, and I'm going to get emotional because I get emotional every time I think about this, the thing that keeps them small is the size of the pot they're planted in and the pruning of their um, of their branches. And I read that and it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. I do that. <laughs> I mm. do that to myself. That's where I've been. And I was just starting to feel that little, um, that little spark, that tap on the shoulder. That's like, there's something bigger for you. And that's when I found that book. So it was totally like meant to be. And this story just poured out of me about this little tree who's me <laughs> and what she was going through. And um, I, like I said, pour, poured out of me um, and I thought it was done and started to share it. I shared it with just a few friends and it changed a lot of things for them as well. But I didn't feel great about sharing it on a bigger scale yet. And I didn't know why I thought it was just my fear. Um, but I had plenty of things going on. I gave birth to identical twins and, um, was growing my business at the same time. So I was like, you know, let's, let's put this on the shelf until it feels better. And then five years later, it tapped me on the shoulder again, very hard and said, okay, it's time. And, um, that's when I published. That was about a year ago. Amazing. The as soon as you told me about the introduction and reading that, I got the chills just thinking about it because <laughs> it's so true. It's yeah. you know that whole thought of you know one seed which could plant an enormous tree, yeah, when contained in something small, keeps it small. Yeah. And how is that? How has that even changed your life? Like how is that thought? changed who you are as a wife and a mom and um, a businesswoman like 
all of that? Uh, I think the question is how hasn't it changed? It changed everything for me and still does. Um, it's not something that I've mastered by any means, but every single day, you know, there's something that I notice that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the bonsai thing again, you know, and just, just that knowledge, just that awareness of it helps the pot to go away. And it, so it helps me on the day-to-day kind of micro level. It also helps me on the bigger grand scheme of things level where, you know, I, I get an idea for my business or I get an idea for another creative project, or there's a part of me that's a gift that has been dormant that needs to come out. All of those things are these little tiny pots that, um, you know, one at a time, I can take them out and, and plant them when they're ready. And uh, it's, man, it's, it's really brought me to the awareness of what I'm capable of. And that is anything I put my mind and talents to. Um, we as human beings, by nature, are capable of anything that we put our minds and hearts to. It's simply about creating the conditions to be successful. So I have to, I have to do the work of getting rid of my little pots. I have to do the work of preparing, um, preparing soil or my surroundings, my nutrients that I bring into my life um, in order to grow and be successful. But goodness, like it's changed everything and this principle applies to every single thing in our lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I know even this morning, I woke up really early and I tend to, and I'm going to do podcast recording day, I'll just mm-hmm. all of a sudden wake up. But, you know, in that kind of foggy sleep, you know, when you're just like first awake and then mm-hmm. it's like, you're wondering if you're dreaming, but there's like a ton of thoughts going through your mind. They're all kind of seemingly crazy. Like they make no sense. It's like, why am I <laughs> thinking about this? It's like, was I dreaming about this? And, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, I get hot and I'm just like, I got to get up. I got to get up. And, but the first thought that came to me when like a coherent thought, I guess it was, was that Andrea, you can control what you think. And yeah. that thought of like, if you want your mind to be at peace, then you can think about being peaceful. And you don't have to think on everything that comes into your mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that same principle is like similar to what you're talking about in the sense of like, we can create the environment around um, our success. We can create the environment around um, what we put our hand to. Mm -hmm. And if we put 100% into something you know, we put it in there and then we leave it and we allow it to just, you know, nature to take its course. Yeah. The sun shines, the, you know, then it rains, then it, you know, and kind of like the seasonal uh, aspect of life as well, you know, like things happen and it flourishes. And, but if we put in the time and energy or till the soil, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we have these great conditions. Yep. Can you like share maybe something in your life that maybe has happened that you've applied this to? Yeah. Um, there, there are a lot of examples, so it's hard to pick one. But um, for me, I think in my business, it's been a key component where, um, well, can I share a couple? Sure, <laughs> I'll share a business one and a personal yeah. one. Sure. So 
on the business side, you know, I, I was a new business owner and social media wasn't as huge then when I started seven years ago as it is now, but it was still an influence. And I would look around and I would see everybody else doing such amazing things. And I would see my clients who were just rocking it. And, um, then I would look at my own business and think, gosh, like, I don't belong here. What am I doing? Um, I'm not going to measure up. I'm not enough. All of those thoughts that came through and uh, that do come through on the regular basis for all of us. And, um, you know, thinking about this principle and applying it uh, has really helped me to number one, define success for myself so that I'm not basing my success on what I see other people doing or using their measuring stick to know if I'm successful or if I'm enough. Um, I've really tapped into my power to choose, um, to really define what that means for me and for my family. And uh, that's changed everything for me. It's, it's helped me focus less on what I do or don't do. And it's helped me shift the focus to who I am. You know, if I'm showing up as I really am, as Shalon, with my own individual strengths, my unique gifts to bring to the world, that's success for me. And so, and it's funny, like the other, the other uh, measuring tools, I guess, or, or uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the word, but the other um, things we measure, you know, the income we're bringing in, the number of people we're connected with, um, all of those things have followed, but not until I focused on who I am instead of what I did. Did that happen? Mm, that's so good. You know, I often will hear someone say something and go, okay, but how? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, when you're like, okay, I, that's such a good thing. Yep. But like, how do I put that into practice in my own life? Like some, someone listening right now is like, that sounds amazing. Focus <laughs> on who I am, not what yeah. I do. So like, what was something you, you did? Yeah. Um, so this is something that I did uh, fairly recently. It was probably two years ago I started this, but I really dove into my strengths and really um, got to know myself. And almost it felt like a dating relationship almost where <laughs> I reserved time to spend with myself, like literally on the calendar, reserved time. And I also got very, very curious about what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And um, I, I learned a lot from a woman named Deanna Murphy. She just came out with an amazing book called Shift Up. Uh, so if you're interested in strengths, definitely check it out. She is a strength strategy expert. So she takes, I don't know if you're familiar with Gallup Strengths Finder. I am, yep, for sure. Yeah. So it's an amazing, um, amazing assessment that gives you uh, an insight into, if you're honest in your answers, gives you an amazing insight into uh, the way you move through the world um, and what your strengths are. And so what she has done is created a company to um, take those strengths and, and build strategy around them so that you're not only utilizing your own strengths, but actually using your weakness as a way to connect with other people. So um, I kind of brought her on as a mentor. Uh, I don't know if she knew <laughs> but <laughs> what I chose and, um, and really learned a lot from her and a lot about myself. And what I found was that my weaknesses or the things that I was seeing as weakness were actually 
my strengths that were just in either overuse or underuse. So like, um, for instance, my, my biggest weakness is caring too much about what people think Mm. and, um, feeling really self-conscious and judged when like, there's no reason to, right? So, that's considered a weakness, um, a self-consciousness. And, um, but what I've learned is that's actually a strength, caring about other people and really being concerned about what they're going through and what they're thinking and what my relationship is with them. That is an incredible strength and an incredible gift. And it was only in a weakness form because I wasn't in a good place myself. (laughs) And, um, so, so that, sorry, that was a roundabout way of saying that the how is get to know yourself, like really get to know yourself, book time on your calendar to explore who you are. Another really important thing that has helped me is doing um, morning pages. I don't know if you've heard of the artist's way by Julia Cameron. No. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Um, but this book is one that was sent to me by a dear friend and I hired her as a coach for like one session because, um, I, I needed a very specific thing, but, uh, she, as a thank you gift, mailed this book to me and I let it sit on the counter for a couple months, just looking at it like that's weird. Um, and, uh, as soon as I dove into it though, Oh man, there's such good stuff in there. So highly, highly recommended. But one thing she recommends in that book or in, actually insists upon that you do as part, of the, as part of the practice is morning pages where you get three pieces of paper. And I'm sorry if you can hear emergency vehicles. You know what? It's so funny because I live in downtown Toronto and usually that's me. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. <yeah. laughs> it gives me a chance to pray because every time I hear an emergency vehicle, I say a quick prayer for whoever is in that situation. And so it's a good prayer reminder for yeah. me. But anyway, um, back to morning pages. So Um, you get three pieces of paper and your objective is to fill those pieces of paper. You don't have a time limit, but try to do it as quickly as possible. Don't do it for the purpose of anyone else to read. You're just getting every single thing out of your head and you don't even need to go back and read it. The purpose is to get the thoughts out and onto paper. So stream of consciousness, write anything down. Even if you don't have words to say, write I don't have anything to write right now and write that over and over and over till another thought comes in. And what I love about this is that it gets all of the nasty waste out of my head so that the real stuff can come in. And so I can really get to know me. Um, cause a lot of, a lot of times, um, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the thoughts that are in our heads. Mm-hmm. And most of those thoughts aren't even true. <laughs> and so that's, hear, what's, yeah. <laughs> that's what's really nice about this practice is, you know, you get rid of that first and then the creativity can come in. Then the real you is left. So those two things are, are my biggest pieces of advice. The get to know yourself, go, go on dates with yourself and really dive into what your strengths are and also do the morning pages for at least a week. You don't, you know, just experiment with it. Yeah, I know for me, like as soon as you were talking about, like I totally resonate with um, you saying, you know, being concerned about what other people think. Mm -hmm. And, but 
mine is being too honest. Mm. And I will lately, and it's something that, you know, it bothers me off and on. And I know it's one of my greatest strengths, but I also know it's one of my biggest weaknesses if it's Mm -hmm. used incorrectly. Yeah. And just, you know, shifting, you know, how I feel about that often, you know, and going, okay, like with one comes the other. So because of the fact that, and people come to me for that, you know, that's the very thing that they're drawn to is they don't want to be told um, that they're great and wonderful and everything's (laughs) perfect because they know that it's not and that's why they're coming. Right. They want to know, is there a solution? Yeah. Like what can we do? And, but then sometimes I'll walk away from a conversation and it it could be in a coaching conversation. It could be with one of my voice students. It could be just with a friend. It doesn't matter. And I'll think to myself, oh gosh, Andrew, you said, you said too much, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. can't you just dial it back? You know, like, why do you say, you know, all of these things all the time? And like, you're like a bull in a China shop, you know, like, and I think I feel sometimes so bad after it that it like deflates me. Yep. Like it yep. totally takes the wind out of my sails and all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm no good. I'm the worst coach. Yep. I'm the worst voice teacher. Like yep. I'm sure my friends don't want to spend any time with me. And it's like this downward spiral of my strength mm-hmm. and turned into weakness. And, and so it's, it's one of those things where like, how do you keep that in check? Like, how do you get to a place in your life where, you know, you find your strengths and you know what they are, but then you also are able to navigate them well? Yeah. So it's, it starts with nutrition. Um, not the food kind necessarily, but the brain kind and the spirit kind, just as much as food. Um, because I found when I'm starving spiritually or mentally or physically, I'm not myself. Mm -hmm. My my ugly parts come out, right? Um, and it's the same thing with our strengths. Uh, you have to start your day with something for you. Breakfast, they say, you know, the nutritionists say, don't skip breakfast. Coffee is not breakfast. (laughs) Um, Breakfast is the most important meal of the day because it sets the tone for the rest of your day. So what I've implemented in my life is what I call spiritual breakfast, (laughs) which is, um, I actually do it while I exercise so I can get both of those out of the way at the same time. Um, but I'll listen to something that lifts me, um, whether it's a talk or a podcast or um, just something that feeds my soul. And uh, it, it can be as simple as that. Um, and then I find that rather than being critical or being self-conscious throughout the day, I'm more grateful and I'm more aware of other people's goodness. And um, I'm just more full of love for myself and for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know one of my friends, she has talked a lot about not getting on any kind of social media or checking email Mm -hmm. an hour until an hour after she wakes up. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and I used to put that into practice myself. Like that was kind of a, a thing I did. And then, you know, you yeah. slowly one day you check <laughs> it and then it just, right. before you know it, you're doing it first thing, you know, you wake up, you grab your phone and you, you know, jump on Instagram. Yeah. And well, it feels so good, right? Like does. you see that heart with the dot by it and you're like, oh, people love me. <laughs> or you see an email totally. pop in your box of a new client and you're like, yes, I'm awesome. But what that is, is junk food, right? Yeah. It's starting your day with a donut rather than a substantial bowl of oatmeal, you know? And while it'll energize you and keep you going, you're going to fall flat at some point. Um, it's just how it is. Yeah. And that's exactly what social media does if you, if you start your day with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even going to bed, cause like, as I was saying, even this morning, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the last thing you're thinking about, you know, which could be not even a bad thing, but your brain's processing through the night and it's yep. trying to compartmentalize your thoughts and, your subconscious. And so all of these things are playing into what you're dreaming about and what you're thinking about. And, yeah. and one of these things I was listening to a podcast this morning, um, about being at rest. And I often think, how do I be more at rest? I need to be more at rest. And it's really all about your mind being at rest, not just your physical body being at rest. Yeah. And in that, you know, I was thinking like, how practically can I do that for myself? Cause I knew like, okay, now that I know this, I have to figure out how I can actually be at rest or peace or, and it's like, okay, Andrea, you know, the things that are triggering you and making you think this, 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 and this, right. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, go backwards and figure out, well, what started it? Yeah. Was it checking that email, you know, late at night when you shouldn't be working anymore? Was it responding to the text that you, you know, didn't need to respond to? Yeah. At least right now. Um, and it's just, you know, thinking about like, okay, well, what do I need to put in practice so that I can stay at rest or I can be at peace and then conquer those things when you have a clear mind. Yes. And when you are focused and you have, you know, the, the bandwidth to actually do it well and then totally stop yeah. when you're done, you know? Yeah. And move on. And that takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of self-awareness and it takes a lot of doing it wrong <laughs> in it order does. to know what works. And unfortunately, there's not a formula that works for everyone. We're all different. We all have our own things going on, our own, I like to call it our own masterpiece that we're performing in our lives, you know, our own symphony. And none of ours are the same, you know, even if it's the same song we're playing, it doesn't sound the same because it's not ours. Right. So, um, that we can dive into that. It's a total other conversation, but, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's just trial and error. And I think it's really easy to get down on ourselves for doing it wrong and for not, <laughs> not being successful and for falling into those traps and those downward, downward spirals. Um, especially you know, if you're an influencer and somebody who coaches for a living, you know, I think it's really easy to say, because I'm struggling with this, like, how can I help other people if I can't even blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really easy to fall into that kind of thinking. And, and the, the important thing to know is like, there's no right way to do it. There are definitely principles and things to avoid. Um, but just like your own health, your own physical health, you have to 
you have to feel into what what's right for you and what works for you. Mm-hmm. And everyone is on their own journey and their own path. Yeah. Toward, yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. And I know like I was just thinking about, you know, you know, talking about coaching or consulting or business, but there's, you know, other people who maybe do different things that, mm-hmm. you know, you're in a creative industry and you're feeling like your creativity is not standing up against someone else's or you are in, you know, something, your writing's not standing up against someone else's. And I think that oftentimes when we are looking at something else and like, well, how did they do it? And not like, how do I do it? What Mm -hmm. is going to bring the creativity out of me or the best design out of me or the best, um, you fill in the blank out of yourself. And I think that's the thing is we we're focused a lot on what the, someone else's yard, someone else's, you know, where they're being planted yeah, and not where we are planted. Now you kind of just taking us back just a little bit. You mentioned you had two examples. Yeah. We hit on one and then we just went there. What do you remember (laughs) what the second one was? Totally. Yeah. Uh, so the second one is a personal one and that's my role as a mom. Um, I, I had been playing really small (laughs) as a mom and, um, it's, it was a matter, it was out of defense. I think of my heart. I, I lost my mom, uh, when I was seven years old to leukemia and, um, I, I grew up always knowing I wanted to be a mom and also always fearing, uh, that my story was going to be like my mom's where I wouldn't get to be here for my, (laughs) my kids entire childhood or that, um, I would lose them, you know, that there was going to be pain in there somewhere. And so, um, what I was doing without realizing it, um, was I was holding my kids and my husband at a distance. Um, and not showing up as my true self, but as focusing on what Pinterest said I should be doing or what Instagram said I should be doing and what, you know, it was all about the doing. And um, I got to a point where I felt like I was asleep. Like I felt like I was a zombie, you know, just walking through life, going through the motions and not feeling connected. Mm. And there was this moment where I had taken my kids to the park and they were playing Peter Pan on the other side of the park. I was sitting on a park bench with my phone, of course. And, um, you know, I was listening to them play and they were having so much fun and they were so alive and it was just us at the park. There were no other kids. And, uh, I decided right then I'm done. You know, like life is too short. I've, I know that, (laughs) you know, like my mom didn't get to be a mom for as long as she wanted to. I'm done with this sleepwalking stuff. And I put my phone down and I got up and I ran over and just like that, like there were, (laughs) there was no, judgment from my kids. There was no conversation where we sat down and they're like, mom, where have you been? 
it was instantly I was Captain Hook and I was chasing them and they were running and I felt so alive. And ever since then, I have loved being a mom and it hasn't, it hasn't come naturally Mm -hmm. from that moment. You know, that, that wasn't a magical thing that just changed everything, but that was the catalyst. Um, and it was a really painful thing to realize that I had wasted so much time. Mm -hmm. I I felt I had wasted so much time. Um, but I also realized I have a lot more time you know, even if it's just a couple more years, that's a lot of time. And, um, so what I did after I was done feeling bad (laughs) and guilty and all of the things, um, for the way I had been, um, I decided to change and the way I changed the how, if we want to get into the how was simple. Um, I'm really into simplicity. I'm a, I'm a to-do list person. Um, in my business, I have a list of things every day that I get done. I have lists for client projects. I have lists for our personal stuff. And, um, so I, I used that tendency to change. What I did was ask myself, what do I want? (laughs) And it was, I want to love being a mom because I, up to that point, I didn't. Um, I loved my kids, of course, I loved being with them, but I didn't love being a mom. And so that's what I decided to go with. And so I, I would put that on my to-do list every single day, love being a mom with a checkbox right next to it. Cause I love checking things off mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it didn't have to be all day, every day, you know, it had to be at least one moment every single day, I had to love being a mom. And what I found was every single day I got to check that off. And that only took a couple weeks of writing it down and checking it off before it really became just a part of me. Like every day, at least one moment, I would either say out loud or think to myself, I love being a mom. And now, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, I love being a mom and I, and I mean it with all of my heart. I truly love being a mom because it's not about the homework. It's not about getting them to clean their room. It's not about folding laundry. It's not about the throwing the cool birthday parties. You know, it's about me showing up with my heart and my talents and my gifts and what I have to teach them and seeing them with all of their own talents and gifts and things that they are showing up to teach me. And it has relieved so much energy, so much pressure. Um, And it's allowed me to really feel like I'm not this perfect little tree sitting in a pot for everyone to see and admire. It's allowed me to branch out and spread my roots and hopefully be the kind of mom that grows beyond just me, right? you plant a tree and you've got a forest (laughs) if that tree grows properly. And so, um, that's my hope. You know, I, I, I hope to spread that. I hope to share that with as many other moms as I possibly can. I hope to share that with my kids who can hopefully share that with their own. And, you know, that's what this life is about. It's about finding a way 
to be bigger than you are and to lift other people and to really strengthen each other. And uh, all of the, all of the drama, all of the little things, like that's all stuff that's part of the process, but it's not life. You know, it's, it's just the extra stuff. That's so powerful. Just even the understanding of being present and it being okay at first that you don't love it. Yeah. But still doing it. And, yeah. and one day all of a sudden you, you love it. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Cause I, I showed up, I kept showing up and the more I showed up and invested, I, and I was invested in, in this and in my life. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like this is awesome. Yeah. It, I think so often in life and I am probably one of the worst offenders is that we are looking for this kind of perfection that just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so instead of showing up and instead of living our life and letting our roots grow and, you know, get stronger, a lot of the time we're trying to move our pot. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should put it by the sunlight. Okay. Well, maybe it has too much sunlight. Maybe I should move it over here. Mm -hmm. And we're doing all these things to fix it. And we're not doing, we're not just being, yep. we're not just allowing ourselves to feel, um, the pain of winter and, you know, lose the leaves and, you know, like all those yeah. things, like we're, we're instead, we're trying to keep everything status quo and perfect. And then not really getting the full breadth of what life can offer us. Right. And for you, it's, you know, being a mom and I'm sure that anyone who is a mom listening to this is probably like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> you know, and, it, but I think it probably also could be any relationship that we're in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially with ourselves. Yeah. I was just about to say that <laughs> even with ourselves, <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. That's amazing. And I imagine your mom would love that. I know she would. Yeah. Just that thought of, you know, um, is just so powerful. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting in the times when I've engaged and connected with my kids. That's when I felt the closest to her because I felt exactly what she have, had felt for me and what I had felt as a connection with her. So it's been a really beautiful experience where, you know, by opening myself up and being, you know, being vulnerable to that pain, you know, that, that is possible, you know, it, anything can happen at any time. And, uh, but by being open and by being willing to soften myself enough, <laughs> um, that's when the real joy has come in. Mm -hmm. Your your story is so powerful. Like it just is. You know, I just want to sit with it, and <laughs> I, I love it. There's a lot to it, <laughs> and it's just it's an ongoing journey. You know, like I haven't arrived anywhere. I'm. I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm trying things and I feel so clumsy 
all the time, <laughs> pretty mm -hmm. much. And uh, that's the beauty of it though. That's what I've learned. Like I, I've really learned to accept myself as a toddler. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, if you watch a, if you watch a small child learning how to walk, it's, it's glorious. Yeah. You know, it's so like, you can't help but smile seeing those new little steps. And, um, I don't know, you know, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in the universe, whatever your higher power is compared to that we're toddlers and we're just learning and we're just practicing, you know, and, um, but there's so much glory in the learning and in the struggling, like even as clumsy as we feel. And when we fall, there's just so much good and so much beauty in us trying. And uh, we can be so hard on ourselves. I'm, I can be so hard on myself. And uh, we don't have to be. <laughs> We're compared to, you know, compared to how we started. And uh, what, what trying and what struggling and what walking, learning, learning how to walk as clumsy it is, as it is, what that means for our future it's amazing. And, uh, so I, I hope whoever's listening, whoever this is for, just love yourself as a toddler, <laughs> or even if you're an infant, you know, just barely learning how to lift your head, you know, you feel so weak and you feel so inadequate, especially compared to the marathon runners you surround yourself with. But, you know, we're all, we're all cut out of the same material. We're all from the same seeds, we're all able to grow and progress and we're all meant to do that. And so wherever you are on that journey, on that, you know, path, um, it's, it's all beautiful and it's all right. And, and, uh, even in the clumsy moments, you are amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I don't know that I can say it any better. So I think we should end it right there. <laughs> I think that is so awesome. Shalon, like just even hearing your story and hearing um, how you've been able to kind of put these things in practice in your own life and continue to put them into practice, I think is encouraging. As you said, you know, whoever this is for, well, I can, you know, say it's definitely for me. So, <laughs> and anyone else who might be listening as well, I'm sure. Um, is encouraged by this. And if, if people are wanting to connect with you or they want to check out your book and buy it, where can they do that? Yeah. So my book is on Amazon. That's my favorite place to buy things besides Target, <laughs> but um, <laughs> favorite place to buy books quickly is Amazon. And that's where you can find my book. Um, again, it's called The Tale of Little Tree, A Fable About Courage. Or if you search for my name, that's what you'll find. Um, and then as far as connecting goes, I have my passion project website that I monitor pretty closely, um, in terms of contact forms. So that's the freedomresort.com. Um, and it's, it's something I built because these were pieces that I needed in my life <laughs> when I started this journey, when I was starting to feel 
called to something bigger. Um, there were there were things and practices that I had to put in my life in order to be successful um, in my in my trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's what that's about. So uh, Facebook, I love hanging out on Facebook and Instagram. I'm learning, so you can find me on social media there as well. And I will put all of this in the show notes so people can definitely access it with a link that will go directly to your book so people can just click on the link and boom, there it is. They can pull it up. And I cannot wait to read it myself. It sounds like a beautiful book. And um, your story is so powerful, like I said. So thank you so much for being on The Courage Cast today. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. I am so grateful for having been able to talk with Shalon and hear her story. There are just some people in the world who just radiate this kind of magic, and Shalon is definitely one of those women. The story she shared about the bonsai tree had such a profound impact on me and really changed my perspective on how I may be playing small in my own life. So I hope you've also been encouraged in the fact that we're all in process and that every day we have an opportunity to tap into our power to choose who we want to become. So if you want to connect with Shalon, buy her book, or access today's show notes, then all of her information is over at thecouragecast.com. And until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Courage Cast is produced by Stephen Crilly.